episode 11 of the Belleville Sins podcast. Belleville coming off a couple of losses last week, getting set for a 3-in-3 weekend with some big-time playoff implications on the line. David Foote, Joel Vanderland here, and I feel like I've been saying that for weeks. Uh, This week's games have big playoff implications, and uh, that's just been the situation that the Senators have been in, uh, scratching, clawing, battling to try to get into the playoff picture, and they were for a bit. They start the week outside uh, of the playoff picture, but still in the hunt, and uh, we'll discuss that and more over the course of the next, uh, what, 45 minutes or so. Uh, We believe the boss will be here, Brianne Matthews, Senior Vice President of Uh, Business Operations, the Belleville Sens, will be our get-to-know-your-FO guest today. We're going to recap a very successful, I think, Belleville Bulls uh, history of hockey night and more. So welcome, welcome inside to the Belleville Sens podcast. Uh, Before we get going, we'd uh, like to remind you to, again, subscribe to the pod wherever you're listening. Uh, Rating and a review would be fantastic as uh, we work towards the end of the regular season uh, here in 2022-23. Um, how's it going, Joel? Good. Uh, I'd always say good to see you like I don't see you every single day, but um, how are things? It's going well. It's uh, it's going to be a hectic week here, I think, um, after a pretty impressive uh, Belleville Bulls uh, history of hockey night. So things are rolling here. Things are rolling along. And as we know, it's it's going to be another tough week for for the Belleville Senators with two good teams they're they're going to face off against. Uh, we'll get to the Bulls' night uh, history of hockey night in a moment. Let's start with the the Friday night game. Uh, Senators had had a light week. Uh, came off that busy road trip, the trip to Cleveland, where they split those two games against the Monsters, and then um, had uh, basically all week off uh, to get ready for Friday and the Bridgeport Islanders, and uh, didn't turn out Belleville's way. A five two Islanders win despite. An early goal for Max Gannett, which really, I think, had the building bumping, a lot of optimism. And then the Islanders, who are a very good team, um, managed to flip the script. Uh, Jake Lucchini did score in the, in that game as well. But um, what did you make of, of the first game of the week uh, on Friday? I think for, for most of the game, it, it was it was kind of back and forth. And it was a good, hard, hardly fought game, contested game. And uh, it kind of got away from from the Bell Centers at the end there. They were pushing to to tie the hockey game, and uh, if we remember correctly, uh, Jakob Skark makes two huge saves, and the Bridgeport Islanders go down the other end, and uh, Andy Andrioff scores scores a goal, and then they're able to add a little bit of insurance with an empty net marker. So five uh, two score uh, in in the box score there, but I think a lot closer than the the final score. Um, kind of tends to show in this one as well and uh, always tough to lose points at this time of year regardless of if it's a a division opponent or not we put a a little bit of stock in the fact that Belleville was not playing divisional games last weekend which meant you know the results are maybe not as impactful as they would be if they were playing in the division that said it's it's two points missed and uh, here we are now with what seven or eight games left and, uh, and the Senators are on the outside looking in. We'll give you a full rundown of the uh, AHL's playoff primer uh, at the start of the week as well here on uh, Episode 11 of the Belvilsons podcast. But uh, it, it's a couple points missed, and, and it was really a chance for Belville to rebound and um, show a better performance than they did in Bridgeport about a month or so ago. And uh, again, despite getting off the mark 5-16 in, uh, Bridgeport just kind of came on. A couple goals uh, in the second period for the Islanders, 
Jake Lucchini scores midway through the third, and then you mentioned that sequence leading to the Andreoff uh, goal that put things out of reach and um, turned out to be a little bit of a tough night for the Senators. Kevin Mandelese returning from the NHL in that game, stopping 26 of 30, and I think looked pretty good at, at, at times. There, there might have been some concern about confidence coming back down, but I think he looked all right. Yeah, I think uh, Kevin Mandelese, as he's done all season, has has given this team good minutes, and um, I think a, a couple of those goals he, he didn't really have much of a chance on, uh, some turnovers in tight, and um, when he had to be there, he made some pretty big saves as well. So um, I think the the thing for the Belleville Senators now, and Dylan Ferguson uh, just reassigned as well, is they got three really good goaltenders um, that have played games in the American Hockey League this year, and then they have Levy Marilinen still around too. So um, something that hasn't uh, been a strength of, of their team this year is having healthy goalies. So uh, right now, David Bell is a pretty strong stable. Yeah, four goaltenders now on the roster in Belleville as of the recording of this podcast, which is Tuesday morning, March 28th. Um, Dylan Ferguson sent down, so you've got Ferguson, Marilyn, and Mandelaze, Bebo. Uh, plenty of, uh, of guys to choose from now as we uh, head through um, the final eight games or so of the regular season. So, again, the weekend starts with a Friday loss to Bridgeport, 5-2. Uh, Sens, I think, got a little bit of help elsewhere on Friday because some other teams had lost as well. And uh, that takes us into the Saturday night game, the main event uh, of the of the weekend. Some might say the main event of the promotional calendar. Um, on Belleville Bulls night, history of hockey night. And uh, we had, what, 20-something alumni back. We had 3,600-plus in the building, uh, rocking the black and gold and red. And, uh, boy, it was a, a fantastic night. We're going to let this run underneath a little bit, I think, while we talk about the game. But um, the score didn't work out the way that the Senators obviously wanted to. And, again, another game, Joel, where Sens have a really, really good start Uh even first period, back and forth. I mean, they were outshot a fair bit, but didn't seem um, overly under fire, despite the fact that they were outshot fairly heavily in the first period. Um, they get the only goal of the second. Angus Crookshank uh, on on the doorstep in his office, scores his team leading 24th of the season. Jonathan Aspro comes out, scores midway through the third. Everything's looking good. Um, you know, the crowd is into it. And then Ty Felliber scores at 13-29. Five minutes later, Cole Schneider ties the game, and that's with a minute and a half left and the extra attacker out and a scenario that we've seen maybe a dozen times for the Belleville Sens this season. Uh, they go on to lose in a shootout and, um, again, give up uh, an extra point that really could have been valuable because now Belleville heads into the week, uh, again, out of the playoff picture. Um, just one of those games where, where this team has been having some trouble holding on to leads and playing with leads. Yeah, and you can see why the Milwaukee Admirals have 38 wins on the season, and um, I think kind of the, the the switch kind of flipped there late in the third period, and I think Milwaukee kind of said, okay, we don't want to leave here with, without any points. We want to sweep this weekend after a win in Toronto, a win in Laval too. So uh, a good start from the Belleville Centers. Like you mentioned, Antoine Bebo was excellent in net, uh, making 35 saves, really good in overtime as well to help get this game to a shootout, and... Um, I think all in all, you have to take a little bit of uh, some some positive uh, notes out of this game as well is that Belleville is able to play with a team like Milwaukee for mm-hmm. uh, take them to a shootout. And maybe you look at it and you say, well, they, they kind of blew it. But at the end of the day, um, they do get a point against a very, very good team. And 
uh, you start to see some of the, the characteristics of this team shining through. Angus Cruikshank continues his strong season. Uh, it's always nice to see a guy like Jonathan Aspro get on the board. He works hard every game. He's he's always in the battle for this hockey club. So um, at the end of the day, you still gain a valuable point. Maybe you feel like you, you lost the second point a little yeah. bit, but um, at the uh, you kind of have to look at it too, um, the, the kind of opponent you're playing too in the Milwaukee Admirals, and, and they're a hell of a hockey club. Yeah, they uh, are, are extremely strong, and uh, Senators run into a situation that they're going to run into again the rest of this week where you're playing teams that are not fighting to get into the playoffs, but they're fighting for better seating and perhaps an easier opponent or home ice advantage, and I think that's where the Milwaukee Admirals are at. They're, they're this close uh, to the top of the central division and, uh, and that's where they want to be. So they were not going to roll over by any means, uh, despite the fact that the senators had a, a pretty steady game, we'll say and, and like you say, hung with a, a team like the Milwaukee Admirals. Yeah. I think that shows just how good the Belleville senators can be uh, at times and that they can hang with, with hockey clubs like this. And they're going to need to against a team like the Toronto Marlies this week. Syracuse has been playing really well of late too. They they've climbed up into third place. They want to get into second place in the North Division. That's within striking distance for them now. So um, I think it's going to be a lot more of these kind of tightly contested, low-scoring games, which we've seen for the last week or so here. Now is no one wants to give up any points. Um, no one wants to make any mistakes that are going to cost uh, you some playoff seating, cost you you standing points. So. Uh, and especially this week in these four-point games, so to speak, against Toronto and Syracuse. The uh, pace of the game, the style of the game really seems to flip once you get into late February and, and into March as teams start to focus on that playoff style, and that's definitely what we're seeing of late, these tighter uh, defensive, you know, more low-scoring games. And, and yeah, I think you're right. That trend will likely continue uh, as the Sens head to Syracuse on Friday and then Toronto on, uh, well, home to Toronto Saturday and then in Toronto on Sunday. Uh, we'll recap or we'll preview, I suppose, the week ahead um, in a little bit. Uh, we are going to get to uh, get to know your FO with uh, Brienne Matthews in a few minutes, but let's talk about um, history of Hockey Night first. What was the highlight for you? Because you grew up uh, around the Belleville area. I know your family is uh, close to the area, and you've got ties here. We had a nice chat with your mom about her favorite Bulls back in the day <laughs> after the game. Um, what was the highlight for you? I think uh, just seeing the community come together, I think seeing the jerseys in the crowd um, really kind of touched home. And I think it's the memories that come back to mm. you and uh, the good feelings that, that come come to you. And I think uh, for me, it's very um, cool to see my dad, who grew up a, a Bulls fan, my mom, you, you mentioned too, and just see the smiles on their faces. They see some of these alumni walk out on the ice. Uh, Brent Gretzky, I know, was a fan favorite for my mom, so... Uh, my dad got his hockey card signed by him, so it was pretty cool to, to kind of see it all tie in together. And then uh, I think the jerseys are kind of put everything uh, together nicely and tied everything back together. And uh, yeah, I think overall it's 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 great to see the community come out and support. And I know there's a lot of people that haven't maybe been in the building the last five six years that that came back to this hockey game and just saw how how nice the arena is now with the renovations and 
Um, we're able to see how good the American Hockey League is. So hopefully uh, we're able to kind of keep that high going as uh, the <laughs> Belleville Sens make a push to the playoffs. Yeah, the, the jerseys came out really good. And I think we have to give a little bit of props to uh, the folks at SMP and CCM and Cat Stitch who got them done. And of course, Matt Mitchell for keeping all those uh, folks on track, making sure the jerseys got here on time. Um, they were certainly the highlight. Uh, the auction is still open for... A uh, few more days, uh, I believe. Saturday night, I think at 11 p.m. it ends. So. Perfect. So uh, if you're, again, this is uh, Tuesday, March 28th, the recording of this. Saturday, April 1st, April Fool's Day um, is when the auction will end. You can head to BellevilleSense.com to find the link uh, to our Dash Auctions page. Uh, the bids are getting up there. Uh, they are a popular piece of memorabilia, and uh, you can get your bid in uh, on those uh, before the deadline on Saturday. And, and again, on Saturday, the Sens will be home to the Toronto Marlies. Uh, only, what, a couple hundred tickets left again as of the recording of this for uh, Cool 100 Country Night as well. We're lo- <clears throat> Excuse me. We're looking forward to that. We will tee that up in a little bit. Um, we'll do the standings and, and all that, I think, before we tee up the week, too. So um, we'll uh, we'll take a, a short breather. We'll get to uh, get to know your FO with uh, the Senior Vice President of Business Operations, the Belleville Senators, Brianne Matthews. Uh, on the way to that, the highlight of the week comes from Antoine Bebo in the final minute of overtime, saving the game, giving the Sens a chance to get to a shootout. Of course, it didn't turn out uh, that great, but uh, this save was great from Antoine Bebo. Uh, Ten seconds left. Here come the Admirals. A shot and a save and a rebound and another save by Bebo in overtime. Antoine Bebo has made at least three outstanding saves during the bonus period. And he makes that one with four and a half seconds to go. Continuing on episode 11 of the Belleville Sands podcast, David Foote and Joel Vanderland here. Uh, again, we recapped the losses to Bridgeport and Milwaukee and a little bit of uh, nostalgia with Bulls Night. We will preview the upcoming 3-3 three and three, Syracuse, Toronto, Toronto. But first, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Get to Know Your F.O. And uh, after a couple of weeks, we finally managed to wrangle the boss, Brianne Matthews, Senior Vice President, Business Operations, of the Belleville Senators is with us today. Uh, hello. Hi, Brian. Oh, hello. We uh, managed to track you down. I, I know, know it's this is so exciting. crazy times right now. Playoffs approaching. We're trying to get schedules done. We're trying to execute the final eight home games of the year. No, eight games, games. of the year. Yeah. Uh, boy, it's this whole year has just been a, an absolute blur. It's a whirlwind. I imagine it's been the same uh, for you. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, probably not as crazy as it is for you guys because I don't go on the road. So right. Mm-hmm. I get some reprieve, which you have not had, but um, we're super grateful for you, David. Oh, th- thank you. That's this was not the point of this, <laughs> for the record. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a crazy year. It's been uh, you know, there's been a lot going on. The team's been kind of up and down. We've dealt with the usual transactions. We're you know starting to build a little bit more out of COVID and um, all the limitations that we had uh, as an organization through the last couple of years. Um, and I think in that sense, despite maybe the results where the team's sitting right now, it's been a pretty positive year, it feels like. Oh, yeah. Like this year from a business perspective has been hugely successful for us. I think coming out of COVID, we really didn't know what to expect. 
last year we had so many, you know, limitations and difficulties and problems. And, you know, for the entire duration of the pandemic, we only were able to maintain uh, three staff members. So, Mm -hmm. You know, we ran one season with just three of us working part time and building the whole front office back last year. And, um, you know, now coming into kind of season two with the majority of a full ish staff, we still have some roles that we're hiring for. Um, But yeah, from that perspective, it's been hugely successful for us. I mean, we saw an increase in seasons tickets this year of 27% year over year. Um, You know, ticket revenue increased this year by, you know, over 63%. Um, And our corporate revenue for the first time surpassed a million dollars, which is really exciting. So, and it's really just kind of been, you know, sometimes the business will kind of ebb and flow based on performance of the team. Mm. But, um, you know, I think we've really kind of dug into our community programming this year. um, And that's kind of been able to kind of sustain us through things. And this community has really, you know, started to show up for us. Yeah, we uh, launched the Sends in School program. Uh, Ben Cochran, who we had on a few weeks back, uh, spearheaded that. And I know that's been extremely successful. We've been out with uh, our friends at World Elite training had players out there the Belleville Bearcats and our all-in program that's been extremely successful again and um, I think yeah when when you look at how things are going on the ice and maybe it's not so great there is a lot that we can take off the ice um, that this this team up here and the team downstairs has been doing it in the community to really um, I think strengthen that connection that that was lost over the pandemic and maybe before. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, the American Hockey League is always going to be a development league and it's a development league for players. It's development league for coaches, staff, you know, and there's lots of opportunity in that. And so there's always going to be ups and downs. There's always going to be, you know, different things that are happening and, you know, performance in the team is always going to be changing. And so, you know, that's something that, we have to really kind of provide to our community is these opportunities for growth and for, you know, commitment and really, you know, the guys downstairs have really, you know, shown up for us this year with our school programming and, you know, different people up here definitely taking the lead on different projects. And I think that, you know, all in all, it's been incredibly positive for us. I think the the kind of the big talking point over the last week has been renewals. Um, from your perspective, how has that gone? I know when we talk with, with account executives, they're really uh, proud about what they've been able to accomplish here. And uh, we have a really strong season ticket base. I think that's always been kind of a calling card for this franchise. Oh, yeah. So when the team first came here, obviously, when a team first comes to a community, the season ticket base is massive. And, and after that, you'll see, you know, huge amounts of drop and you'll get down to kind of like an 80 percent, 75 percent rate. And that's kind of where we were sitting around, you know, 2019, 2020. And with the pandemic, you know, we had a lot of season ticket holders who stuck with us and we had some dedicated programming and different things, but really weren't able to deliver on a lot of, you know, what season ticket holders sign up for. And uh, so the last two years, you know, we have some of the best account executives, just a phenomenal team of guys here who are super, super invested in their work and super invested in, you know, the people that they're working with on a daily basis. And, you know, last year we saw really strong renewals, which was fantastic. And, you know, we brought in over 300 new season's tickets this year, which, um, you know, ranked as kind of middle in the league, which is really great for an arena of our size. Um, And, renewals right now are going fantastic. You know, the guys started off really strong. They had a lot of really great conversations. You know, they, the renewal season is, you know, in the last couple of weeks and goes through to kind of June, but you know, these guys have been working on renewals and they've been working on these relationships that they've been building all year and, and last year. And, 
you know, they walk around the rink on a game night and people know who they are and, you know, they know who their ticket holders are and, you know, they have ticket holders drop off cookies and <laughs> we had donuts yeah, we had and some different baked things. goods the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's really amazing. And that speaks to the work that they put in on a daily basis. So renewals are going really strong right now. Um, you know, we're trending in line with our targets and our goals. And, you know, I've set some pretty aggressive goals for next season. And, you know, I have absolute faith in our guys that, uh, that we'll be reaching those for sure. Chatting with the Senator's Senior Vice President Business Operations, Brian Matthews. Um, we're running the uh, the contest right now, renewal contest. So uh, if you haven't heard, if you buy new or renew your season seat membership before May 31st, uh, you'll be entered into weekly draws for various prizes, Belleville Sens prize packs, some Ottawa Senators gear, yeah. things like that. And then uh, the grand prize is a chance to win your season seats as long as you renew before May 31st. Um, why is it so important to, to get people on board early? Um you know, while this season's still going. Yeah. So basically the way that we look at renewals is once people are no longer coming to hockey, you know, they move on to other things. You know, their kids are in different sporting activities for the summer. They're going to cottages, you know, they're thinking about summer activities. You know, the Bay of Quinty is just filled with opportunities for summer activities. We're Mm -hmm. so lucky to have that here. So we want to get in front of people and make sure that we're having those communications so that we can kind of lock them in for next year and, uh, and, and kind of get that out of the way before they're, everyone's busy doing other things. Um, and so a lot of the incentives that we have are based on our kind of like early bird renewal. Um, and that helps us as well with our business planning. So looking at budgets, looking at, you know, spend for the upcoming year, you know, we have to purchase specialty jerseys. We have to purchase, um, you know, merchandise products, all that kind of stuff. We have to, you know, put deposits down for team travel. So this time of year is very big for us from a business perspective because we really have to, you know, be able to look ahead and say, okay, where where are we going to stand in September and October and November um, as we kind of start into the season and have a really heavy spend for us. Yeah, it's uh, and again, if you buy now, you can buy your tickets and then you just don't just, have to worry about yeah. it. And they'll show up in your email and then come October next year, you'll be ready to just walk in and you know, get, get right into the action. Yeah, exactly. And we have some really fun events that we're planning for over the summer and in the fall too for our season seat members. And so, you know, we want to be able to get people involved and have them really feel like they're part of the team. Um, and that's been a huge thing that Alex Pickford has been bringing on as the director in that department. And um, it's really fantastic for us. And also, you know, from a staffing perspective, I want, you know, I want those account executives that have worked hard all year and same with you guys to, you know, also be able to enjoy their summer a little bit and, you know, be able to take some some time off in, in June, July and not, you know, worry about, you know, coming back in August and, and having, you know, an email filled with with people wanting to renew their tickets (laughs) which would not be a bad thing but like you know it's everybody wants that summer break for sure exactly um if you want more information on uh, belleville senators season seat membership for 2023-24 head to bellevillesends.com if you hover your mouse over the tickets link up at the top uh the first uh, link there is 23-24 season seats and all the info you need prices contact info uh, and more available on that page so you can get your uh, season seats renewed nice and early. Um, you mentioned specialty jerseys, and we had a pretty big specialty night on the weekend with Belleville Bulls History of Hockey Night. Uh, it seems like everything went pretty well. Oh, yeah. Uh, how did you feel about it? I thought it was fantastic. So <clears throat> I didn't grow up in Belleville. I grew up in downtown Toronto um, and was a Leafs fan, but not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but... <laughs> 
None of us are Lee fans none of anymore. Us, none of us at all. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, for years now, I've been in Belleville now for eight years been with the team since 2019 and so you've heard about this legacy of the Belleville Bulls for years and years and years and and really kind of wanting to capture that and wanting to you know share that with our audience and you know it's so important last uh spring I think it was when we came kind of you came up with the idea David and and you know really pushed for it and advocated for it and you know we met with the the previous owner to you know get rights to the logo and all of that kind of stuff and took him on a tour of the the facility, which he hadn't seen since the renovations. And, you know, at the end of it, he kind of said, you know, this had to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, this, you know, the team leaving had to happen for this AHL team to come here and, and for the, you know, the city to make this investment into its community and into professional hockey. And, um, you know, that kind of drove it home for me as, you know, we really have to celebrate what came before us. Mm-hmm. And there's so much nostalgia there's so many people here who those are the greatest moments of their youth you know those are they're here with their family and their parents and and you know throughout kind of the weeks leading up to it I had people messaging me you know on Instagram or Twitter and stuff saying oh my gosh you know I used to go to Bulls game all the time I used to do this and I was in high school with PK and all this kind of stuff and you're like this is so great like these are that's what we want to create now. So to be able to bring that back for people was just a phenomenal experience. Yeah, it was awesome. And maybe not even just the fans, the alumni, they don't have something maybe to go back to. There's no OHL franchise anymore. Um, how much did did they kind of express the, their gratitude for, for us hosting this, this event and kind of giving them an outlet to, to come back? Oh, yeah. Like, I think, you know, there was this whole kind of thought process when the Belleville Sense first came here that, you know, we were trying to be different and trying to be new and trying to be something else and trying to kind of show the community how different the AHL was from the OHL. And I think in doing that, you know, we really kind of alienated these, this community and this group of people who, as you said, you know, they didn't have a home to go home to, you know, it's, it's, you know, the franchise changed names they're in a different city, all that kind of stuff is completely different. And this was really a huge part of this town and this community and this region. And, you know, the alumni was so grateful afterwards and it was just so phenomenal. You know, we had the the parade and they're all walking across and, you know, they have all of their kids are there and, you know, their young kids are so excited and, you know, it's an opportunity for them to like their, those, their kids didn't say that, see them playing, you know, they didn't see them being these, you know, superstars in this community. And now getting to have that opportunity um, and getting to share that with their families was so, so special. And, you know, they were just completely blown away. You know, a lot of them, some of them hadn't seen the renovations of the arena. You know, they just said, this is so great that we're, you know, that we were doing that. And, and in my mind, I was like, of course, like this makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David Foote said we had to. So <laughs> I was like, this makes sense. Um, but yeah, it was just a phenomenal night. Like I was beyond thrilled with it. Yeah. And uh, it, it was great. And um, yeah, seeing the alumni reactions was fantastic. And, uh, and just seeing the buzz around the building and not that our team has not generated buzz, let's be honest, uh, because when they have, yeah. but um, just that little bit of nostalgia, I think really got people excited. And, and again, for us, it's, it's a chance to remind people that yes, we are not the Belleville Bulls. We are a different team. 
We are a different league, but at the heart of it, we're still this community's hockey club. Mm-hmm. And and the CAA Arena, even though it has a new name, is still that place to gather once a week, twice a week with your friends, with your family, take in a game, uh, and, and let loose and, and have a good time. And I think that kind of got across as well. So um, successful, I think. Night and and maybe we'll do it again in the future. We have to. Yeah. We have to make some decisions. I think. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think a lot of people would be happy to see that for sure. A um, couple more minutes here with uh, Brianne Matthews, uh, Senior Vice President, Business Operations, Belleville Senators. Um, looking ahead now, I get like the season's winding down. Renewals are in full effect. We're planning for the playoff schedule. What else does somebody in your position have to worry about as the season? draws to a close. Yeah. So a lot of it is, um, I've been working on the budget for the last couple of months. Fun Um, stuff. Always exciting. Yeah. So fun. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, my least favorite part of my job, but (laughs) uh, a big part of my job. And so I've been working on that and that basically includes, you know, building out the schedule for next season, working with our general manager, Ryan, to make sure that, you know, my vision for the schedule matches the hockey vision for the schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking at, you know, costs and expenses and, and a big part of that as well is staffing. So looking at, you know, moving ahead, you know, to get to the revenue targets that we want to get to, how do we... Or do we need to grow our staff to reach those goals? And um, and a lot of it is planning, planning and preparation. You know, uh, I know I say this all the time, but, you know, preparation leads to separation. And, you know, we really have to, that's something that we as a franchise have not always done well. And, you know, COVID's been a big part of that and not having staff and different things. But, you know, we have an opportunity to kind of really plan for success for next season. And so I do a lot of that right now and and finalizing all of those things getting approval from the board um and then pretty much starting in may i move into you know i have a lot of board of governors meetings i travel i go to chicago in may um tucson in june south carolina in july uh tough man yeah sounds so tough (laughs) so brutal um yeah it never stops though the work never stops and you know one season ends and you got to be ready for the next one to to roll up again because that summer is going to go real fast. Oh yeah. It, yeah. Every year it sneaks up on you. Like, um, you know, we start planning the next season pretty much in January. So looking at ticket pricing, ticket build. And, you know, I think even with that, we're a little bit late with it sometimes. Like we probably should start in Dece- December, November um, for the next year. But yeah, you know, merchandise buying and, and lead times and all of that kind of stuff all takes a lot of time. And I think, you know, people don't necessarily realize that. Um, I think definitely people on our Instagram feed don't don't always realize that. But. The ones offering uh, free loans yeah, to everybody. Free loans, yeah, free loans. They're paying off Also, debts. don't, if you're on our Instagram, don't approach those people. They're not no, actually paying you it's money. It's not real. For, for the record. Um, that's great. Well, uh, we know you're busy. We don't want to take too much more of your time, but um, is there anything you'd like to say to uh, Belleville Sends Nation while we've got you here? No, I don't know. Like, I think, you know, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. So if you like and subscribe and make sure that you rate it five stars. Five stars. stars. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think just, you know, I love what we're doing here. And if you're interested in getting involved, let us know. And, you know, it's a great place to be. This is the community's team. This is the community's uh, place. And, you know, we just want to be sure that we're serving the community in the way that the community needs. Brian Matthews is the Senior Vice President of Business Operations for the Belleville Senators. Uh, Thank you uh, so much for finally taking some time for us. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll take a quick breather. Uh, When we come back, we will tee up the three games this weekend. Sends are at Syracuse Friday, home to Toronto Saturday for Cool 100 Country Night, and in Toronto on Sunday. Uh, We'll get you set for that in just a moment on Episode 11 of the Belleville Sends podcast. Stay with us. 
Final segment, episode 11 of the Belleville Sands podcast. Thanks to Belleville Sands. Senior Vice President of Business Operations, Brianne Matthews, for her time. Uh, again, if you want to learn more about season ticket renewals for the Senators, you can head to BellevilleSent.com, hover over the ticket tab at the top of the page, click the 2023-24 season seats link, and that will take you to the page that, again, gets you all the info, uh, prices, uh, membership benefits, contact info to reach our ticket staff, and more, BellevilleSense.com and uh, hover over the tickets tab. Click the season ticket link for 23-24. I'll tell you, season seats uh, for the premium two-year membership start as low as $816.12 for an entire season's worth of Belleville Senators hockey. So, again, BellevilleSense.com for all those details. Um, running out of time to see the Sens at, uh, at home uh, this season. Only a handful of home games left. One of them... Is coming up on Saturday. It's Cool 100 Country Night, and we'll have uh, personalities from Cool 100 here. They'll be giving away a pair of tickets to see Lee Bryce uh, in Ottawa during a uh, what I assume will be a raucous game of musical chairs. In the first intermission, we'll have all your favorite country tunes banging out through the rink as well as the Sens take on the Marlies. And only about 300 tickets or so left for that game on Saturday as of the recording of this program at uh, 11.28 on Tuesday, March the 28th. Hey, look at that. Um, so get your tickets for Saturday if you're planning on coming to the game. And if you got nothing going on Sunday, make the trip down the 401 to Coca-Cola Coliseum. Support the Sens on the road in Toronto. Um Belleville comes into the uh, into the game, Joel. Uh, into the game, into the uh, the week, as we mentioned earlier on, uh, in in a tough spot, uh, sitting in last place, seventh in the North Division standings, sixty two points, tied on points with the Laval Rocket, and uh, Cleveland is in fifth with sixty three points, and then Rochester is in fourth with sixty nine points, and I think as Intriguing is the 2-3-4 battle between Syracuse, Rochester, and Utica is going to be because there's only two points separating those three teams. Um, and as much as you don't want to start counting the Senators out, and that's not really the point of what I'm about to say, but um, I think if we're being realistic, and, and you and I are fairly realistic guys uh, when we watch games, uh, as much as we like to root for the Senators, at this point, I think fifth place is going to be the target for Belleville. Uh, they could get into fourth. They they do have a game to uh, to play against the Rochester Americans still, so that's two points to make up. Um, but right now there are seven points separating Belleville and Rochester um, for that fourth place. Rochester has a game in hand, and um, the Senators would have to win uh, four games just to make up that difference and have Rochester lose the same amount of games. So it's not impossible, but I think for simplicity's sake, it's probably easier to just look at Laval, Cleveland, Belleville battling for the five spot and then Utica, Syracuse, Rochester battling for the two, three, four spots. Um, Senators have a couple of really important games against Cleveland coming up next week, and uh, those are both home games. Really good chance for fans to get here and and make an impact on on the playoff push. But uh, how important do you feel this weekend is, uh, even given the fact that the Sens are playing the 
current number three team in the division and then two games against the number one team in the division that's already clinched its playoff spot. Yeah, it's it's a vital week again, and I think the, the biggest thing for the Belleville Senators is you kind of got to con- take can take control of your own destiny here and start stacking up wins again like they have done uh, in the past month or so to get back into the playoff race. So um, it's another huge week, and, and the only way you can continue to climb is just collect wins. So um, you can't really sit back and hope Cleveland loses or Laval loses. It's it's at the end of the day, it's winning your games and hoping you get a little bit of luck from, from those squads as well. So um, two really big games against the Toronto Marlies who who are struggling a little bit of late. Uh, very good hockey club, not to take anything away from them. And then uh, the Syracuse Crunch, a team that Belleville's had some success against this season. They have a winning record against them. So um, they're winnable hockey games. They're, they're tough teams, but at the end of the day, the Belleville Centers have beat some, some really good squads on, on the year. And um, they've beat both of these squads too. So, um, you kind of have to look back at, at, at the course of the season and, and think about, put that away a little bit and, and kind of look straight ahead. And uh, at the end of the day, they're in a position to make the playoffs in, in the last month here. And that's where you want to be. Uh, in Syracuse on Friday, Sens have only won there four times in franchise history, but one of those wins was this season. And this is a, uh, a building that's very difficult to play in. Uh, the Syracuse Crunch are extremely tough at home. They play physical. Uh, they use the momentum from their crowd uh, to their advantage, and uh, the Senators are going to have to kind of shake the curse of the Upstate Medical University Arena on Friday. Um, these these are technically not must-win games, but at the same time, they are. Uh, they're, you know, they're not must-win games in the sense that if you lose on Friday, you're out of the out of the hunt, but you need to start making up those points. Uh, um, as you kind of mentioned, you know, like you, you're you're going to need some luck from the other teams, but all that means nothing if you don't win your own games yourself. For me, I think that they've got to go like six and two over the final eight games. Two of those six wins have to be against Cleveland. That's when we get into must must win territory, but um, still extremely important games this weekend against a couple tough teams, like you mentioned. And uh, a couple of teams that look a little bit different than the last time the, the Senators played them. Syracuse, not so much. They've only made a couple of moves, but uh, the Toronto Marlies got fleeced by their parent club, really. Uh, the Maple Leafs swung a bunch of deals at the NHL trade deadline and uh, upended their their team a little bit, frankly, and, and maybe that's contributing to their bit of a slide, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, and I think that's kind of what we've seen in the American hockey league is your rosters are always evolving. It's always changing. So they've lost some good players. Joey Anderson, Mikhail Abramov's gone. Um, they've brought in some, some guys from us college, uh, a couple guys from Europe as well. So they, they've been getting guys in and, and kind of trying to gel again late in the season, which is never easy, but um, you look at it and, this team knows how to beat the Toronto Marlies. They've beaten them before, and I think it's going to go down to just a good old home-and-home home series with with the Toronto Marlies. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tough, and um, neither team's going to want to give anything up. And you, after what happened last season with the Toronto Marlies missing the playoffs on the last day of the season. Thanks to the Belleville Senators. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're not going to be given any favors, so... Uh, it's going to be uh, kind of, as David Bell sometimes says, a little bit of ugly hockey, and uh, I think these two teams uh, don't mind that too much. 
in in our opening segment, we were talking about last weekend's games. You suggested the um, the Senators could perhaps get some confidence from hanging in with a team like the Milwaukee Admirals, who are uh, right near the top of their division, and, and they're going to play. The Sens are going to play a, another couple teams near the top of the division. So, how much do you think they look back on the way they played? Um, on Saturday in, in terms of the opponents they're going to face this week? I think they have to. I think when, when they look over the video, I think that's kind of the blueprint for how they have to beat the Syracuse Crunch and, and Toronto Marlies. And they've been doing it for the last month or so. They've been able to, to kind of tighten down defensively and uh, scrap and, and claw to wins. And um, that's what they're going to have to do again this week against two really good teams. So three games this weekend, uh, two on the road, Friday in Syracuse, and then uh, Sunday in Toronto, sandwiched uh, over top of a Saturday night home game at CAA Arena against the Toronto Marlies. Um, Maybe let's just give you a little recap of the playoff picture across the league. Uh, Through games of March 27th, two teams have clinched in the Atlantic, Providence and Hershey battling for top spot in that division. Charlotte and Springfield and Lehigh Valley are just about in Bridgeport, Hartford on the bubble, Wilkes-Barre-Scranton kind of in a position like Belleville, though they are further out of the playoff picture. They're seven points from even getting in right now, uh, let alone uh, Belleville, who are seven points from uh, the second to last spot in the division. Toronto's the only team that's clinched in the North Division. Uh, Utica and Syracuse uh, both have under 10 magic numbers to clinch, but uh, they haven't yet. Uh, Nobody's clinched in the Central. That's how tight it is. 20 points separate first from last. Um, But again, the two teams on the outside looking in, Chicago and Grand Rapids, each eight points uh, out of the playoff race. So uh, not looking great for Chicago and Grand Rapids, but again, anything can happen. And uh, out in the Pacific, where seven of 10 teams will make the playoffs, four have already clinched. Calgary, Coachella Valley, Abbotsford, and Colorado. And then you've got Ontario, Bakersfield, Tucson, uh, and San Jose is uh, the first team out right now. They're five points out of uh, a playoff spot, followed by the Henderson Silver Knights and the San Diego Gulls, two teams that had really good years last year and uh, find themselves in the base. So it's amazing in this league how that can happen, right? And and you talk about roster fluctuation and turnover. You go from one year uh, running the whole show to the next year, you're basically rebuilding, and then it could flip on its head again uh, come the following season. Yeah, that's the magic of the American Hockey League. And you, you look at the, the fluctuation and the players that come through, and we've seen it a little bit now too, is a lot of U.S. college guys, guys from Europe coming in. So uh, it's kind of cool to to see the, the development of all these different players. And um, I think that's kind of the calling card of the American Hockey League is, is, is you get to see these guys grow up right in front of your eyes, much like the OHL. And um, yeah, it's, it's going to be definitely a, a push to the playoffs here with some new faces, which is uh, exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. And um, again, despite the fact the Sens are on the outside of the bubble right now, doesn't mean they can't get in. And uh, a big uh, week here against some tough opponents will certainly uh, set them up nicely. I think you get two or three this weekend, set you up to take two from Cleveland next weekend, and then you go into the final three and three of the season against Rochester and Toronto again um, with perhaps that opportunity to, to clinch a playoff spot in a couple of weeks. But uh, work to be done, uh, t- to say the least. And we'll see if the Senators are able to get that done here this week. Again, Friday night in Syracuse, uh, we're on the air around 645. 
on the Belleville Sands Entertainment Network and AHL-TV. Saturday night, it is country night, 7.05 puck drop here. Tickets are still available, but a limited number of tickets. So head to Ticketmaster.ca or BellevilleSends.com to get those. And then Sunday afternoon, is it 3 or 4? on 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock start. So we're on the air. 3.45 from Toronto on Sunday. And again, if you've got nothing going on, the weather's not going to be bad. Take a trip down and uh, support the Senators on the road on Sunday in Toronto. Another good show, Joel. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, it's always fun to <laughs> to do one of these podcasts and nice to talk to Brianne Matthews as well. Uh, we didn't ask Brianne who's coming on the show next week. Oh, maybe we'll have to pick. That's a miss on our... Should we pick? I do you want to pick right now? You're putting me on the spot. I think I'm going to go Evan Jeffrey. Evan Jeffrey, you're up next. I'm yelling because he can maybe hear us. Uh, that will be next week on Get to Know Your FO when we will recap the 3-3 three and three and get you set for those massive, massive games against the Cleveland Monsters. Until then, for Joel Vanderland and David Foote and Brianne Matthews, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and we'll talk to you next week on the Belleville Sens podcast.